0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're
1: listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Solari. As a life coach, Nancy can teach you how to stay strong under pressure and work through challenges you face being legally blind nancy inspires others to be resilient in overcoming obstacles and live full out you can ask nancy for advice in your life on relationships finance business health and more just call in at 800-333-0001 once again that's 800-333-0001 now here's nancy
2: Hello and welcome to Living Full Out Show. My name is Nancy Saleri and today we're going to be talking about evolving into who you're meant to be. So, for all of those out there who feel like they're getting bumped and bruised by different hardships and challenges, believe it or not, they can actually have us develop into our purpose, into leaving a legacy into finding our happy. And so we really wanna pay attention today, you know, what is working in our lives and what, where we maybe we need to make changes so that all of that can come together into one lane on that highway of life and so that you can evolve into who you're proud of and and who you've always meant to be. Stay with us also in our next segment. We're gonna have our inspirational guest Jordan Graham, who's gonna talk about it, how at age twenty-one he found himself weighing four hundred and fifty pounds. How did he get to that size? You know, what hardships did he overcome? But yet today He has slimmed it down. And how did he do that? I'm raising my hand, right? Who doesn't want to lose some weight? And also, if you want to hear today's show again, there's so many different ways that you can plug in. You can go to our um, 24-7 station where you can hear our show over and over and over at the gym or in the car. You can even go to our website, livingfullout.com, and hear today's show and all of our episodes there. Or if you have Alexa, which I just got recently, you can ask her to play the Living Full Out show, and then you can hear as many episodes as you like. So again, today when we're talking about evolving into the person that we want to be, That really comes with identifying what's not working in our life. And I'm getting word from our producer that we have a caller on the line. Let's go say hello to them and see what's going on. Hi, welcome to Living Full Out Show.
3: Hello, thanks for having me.
2: Thank you for calling in. How can we help you?
3: Well, uh, my name is Phil, and about three months ago, I just started a new position, and in those three months, both my responsibilities and my team have grown rapidly to fifty people around the globe of different backgrounds and skill sets. And I'm I'm wondering how I can endear myself to the team as a leader, given I'm one person and there are 50 people around the planet.
2: That is a big task, right? And I'm just curious, Phil, with this expansion that's happened. Do you think, you know, it kind of falls into the category of maybe they didn't tell you all that was to come when you took the job and it's become larger than they had promised? Or in some ways, is the kind of hesitation, well, can I handle this? What if it grows bigger? Kind of that gulp moment. It's
3: it's, it's a bit of both. Uh, they probably had identified me as someone that had the potential to to handle the responsibilities and the team. Personally, I just want to make sure to your gulp comment that I can do it, do it well and not spread myself too thin.
2: So what I recommend you do is think about the worst case scenario. What's the worst thing that could happen?
3: I don't perform as expected and it doesn't work out well.
2: Okay. Now that is the worst case scenario. And then you take your talents to another company and, and off you go, right? Now, maybe it's not going to be that easy, but that's the worst that can happen. Now, do you believe in yourself enough to handle these 50 people plus that could come later?
3: Yes, I do. But of course, I think some some degree of, of trepidation and, and being anxious is natural. And I think that's what I'm feeling right now.
2: Mm-hmm so what you want to remember is a couple of things you want to think about what are the qualities that they believed in when they hired you you know what You know where are you a standout as a leader and maybe you're a good listener maybe you're very motivational maybe you're a big thinker and you really want to hold on to those traits then you also want to think about who are your mentors Who are people that you admire? And can you think of one person, just you don't have to give their name, but can you think of that person that, wow, if you could be like them, you got this snapped?
3: Sure, including some previous managers and even my current manager.
2: Mm -hmm. So you want to kind of keep in mind the qualities of those role models and what you know about yourself. That has got you to this place and you might also want to start to consider putting together a kind of a routine for yourself okay so when you're getting ready to go into the office rather than listening to the news or something that might distract you i want you to build yourself up maybe it's listening in the car to music that kind of gets you revved up or makes you feel like that leader that you know you are or you know, maybe listen to uh, someone motivational in nature who inspires you and it might just be one thing that they say and, and it's meant, meant for you to hear that one morning and you walk into the office and you share that with your team, right? Because things don't happen by mistake. Then you go about your day and then afterwards, again, get yourself juiced up before you go home. You know Celebrate the wins of the day, reflect on where you could have done better and then do better because that's how we grow. And that's how we be a better leader. So I'm really glad you called in because I'm leading living full out and I know those gulp moments, right? But I also (laughs) know we're talking today about, you know, evolving into who we're meant to be. And this is your moment. So run, fly, soar. Take those 50 people plus to places they've never gone before. You could be that person in their life that makes a difference. It was a game changer that Phil is my boss. Do you get that?
3: I get it and I appreciate it. And I I specifically will think back to the, think of why the reasons they brought me in in the first place, Uh, that wasn't by accident. I have to remind myself of
2: that. And even you calling in today, not by accident. So reflect (laughs) on all of it. Lots to think about. But thank you so much, Phil, for calling in. We appreciate it.
3: Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you love that he asked that question right because we're all just doing the best we can but at the same time sometimes we really have to realize okay where is that fear where are maybe the mistakes i've made or how can i be better and then we do better so we get another caller here that's reaching out to us let's go say hello to them hi welcome to living full out show hi, hi. thank you for My calling rocky. In. hi rocky how can we help you today
3: Hi, so I have a question.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um so I struggle to find the energy to like get up and get out of bed like on like almost a daily basis and I find that I spend probably like more time sleeping than I should be. And so I was wondering like what I could do to have more energy and not sleep so
4: much.
2: Are you sleeping rocky because you're just really really physically mentally worn out or are you sleeping because you're you know, you are kind of lost your purpose?
3: Um, probably a little bit of both.
2: Okay. And the reason why I ask those two questions is because you want to answer those questions. So number one, it's good to exhaust yourself, but sometimes it's like going to the bank, right? right? If you keep withdrawing money, you're never going to have money. Got to deposit, right? right? So sometimes you have to deposit sleep. You have to deposit a night out to reward yourself. And so don't feel bad about that sleep if it's in that case. The other thing is reach out to friends and families and mentors, people that know you best, and help let them help guide you to what you are naturally good at, gifted at. And let's work in this year in, in tapping into your purpose. I mean, if you could do something for a living and get paid for it, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. I just love this. I don't even feel like I'm working. What is that answer? That's what you want to figure out. And so many other people feel a little lost in the purpose category as well. So don't feel like you're alone, but it's about enjoying life, right? There's always going to be the unknowns. There's always going to be the hardships. We can't, we can't get out of that. But the purpose is that every day you do something that you enjoy. That might be having a relationship that brings you light. That might be having a hobby. Like maybe you love jamming on the guitar and you work all day, but you get that moment for yourself. Or maybe it's finding a career that you're proud of, where you know you're making a difference. And so to get to that place, to figure out what that purpose is, it is sometimes about internalizing, okay, what does make me happy? And whatever that is, how could I bring that into my relationships? How could I make that a career? Or it's turning to people that know you best and saying, okay, I got some blinders on. Tell me what I'm good at, right? Have others guide you to where you need to go. Okay, but thank you so much for calling in, Rocky. Thank you. And for everybody listening today, it is about evolving into who we're meant to be. And over the course of the show, feel free to call in. I'm here to chat it out with you. Also, coming up, our inspirational guest, Jordan Graham. How did he lose all that weight 450 pounds down to like 250? How did that happen? Not by accident. Takes hard work, but sometimes the best things in life, if they were free, if they were easy, everybody would have it, right? It's okay to work hard. It's okay to have big goals and dreams. That is what it means to live full out. Stay with us. We'll be coming right back. I'm Nancy Solari. This is the Living Full Out Show. We'll be back.
0: Professional skateboarder Tony Hawk here with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck to remind you to get moving every day. Because when you get moving an hour a day... You'll have the energy to skate through anything. (laughs) Nice play on white, Doc. That's how I roll, Bugs. So whether you like to work the half-pipe... Now that's catching air. Kick the soccer ball around... Or dance in your room. Just move it your way. For an hour a day. The way you like to move, as long as you're moving. Carve out some time every day and get active. Because it's time to do a 180 on what you think exercise is. Because it can be whatever you want it to be. So be a player. Be a player. Get up and play an hour a day, Doc. Check out how to be a player at letsmove.gov. Head online to get tips on great ways to get moving every day. At www.letsmove.gov. Let's hear that one more time, Doc. That's www.letsmove.gov. A message from the Ag Council and HHS.
2: I'm Nancy Soleri, Certified Life and Business Coach. I want to invite you to the Personal Development Bootcamp. During the bootcamp, we're going to be looking at taking those insecurities that you have and getting rid of them. We're also going to look at ways in which you can thrive and live a life full of purpose. Go to livingfullout.com forward slash bootcamp, livingfullout.com forward slash bootcamp to sign up. I believe in you and here's to you living your life full out.
3: I'm Sarah, and this is my story. I'm Ellen, and this is my story. One night,
2: I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I was having fun with my friends. I was having fun with my friends. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel to go home. I got a cab to go home. All of a
0: sudden, from out of nowhere, a squirrel ran across the road. And all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, a squirrel ran across the road. It happened so quickly, I barely had time to react. It happened so quickly, the cabbie barely had time to react. I swerved.
5: The cab swerved. I can't believe it. I hit a guy. I cannot believe it. The cabbie just missed a guy.
4: Judy was boring.
5: Hello.
1: Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
5: It's my little escape.
1: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
5: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs)
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
5: I wish I took a cab. Thank goodness I took a cab.
0: You have the choice to save a life. Don't drive buzzed. It's a decision you'll never regret. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Hey, America. We need to have a little talk. We've got more food than we know what to do within this country, yet 17 million kids in America are struggling with hunger. Makes no sense. Luckily, the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Hey, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
5: If you think depression is all in a person's head, you're right. It's a brain illness. And like other illnesses, it has symptoms. Depression can make those who suffer from it feel hopeless. It can even lead to suicide. Learn how to stop depression from taking another life. Call SAVE, Suicide Awareness Voices of Education. 1-888-511-SAVE. On the web at... Save.org. i'm alec baldwin like any parent i'm
0: concerned about children's health many kids don't eat as they should and are at risk for long-term health
4: problems like diabetes and heart disease but here's good news fruits vegetables whole grains and other low-fat vegetarian foods can protect our kids and keep the rest of the family healthy too For a free booklet, call the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine at 1-877-685-KIDS or visit www.kidsgethealthy.org.
1: You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Solari. With Nancy's expertise, you'll learn how to embrace your potential and strive for success. If you have a question or need further support, send us an email at connect@livingfullout.com. Now, here's Nancy.
2: Thank you for joining us today. I'm Nancy Solari and this is the Living Full Out show and today we're talking about evolving into who you're meant to be. And a lot of times that comes from the hurdles, the challenges that we have faced. The times that you've really cried it out can be the moments that leap you into a life of purpose and we have brought you an inspirational guest today jordan graham who has gone through just that journey i want you all to picture this i mean at 21 years old he was 450 pounds and he's lost a good amount of that weight today but what got him to that weight you know what challenges did he overcome? But what lessons did he learn to say, you know what, enough's enough, I'm turning a new page, I'm reclaiming my life, and he's going to give us those answers. So, I'd very much like to welcome Jordan Graham to the show.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. I really appreciate it. I'm very happy to be here
2: with you guys today. Well, we are happy to have you. And, you know, the thing is, Jordan, is I so get you. Okay, okay, I did not get to 450 pounds in my life, but I get if we go back in time to like little Jordan, right? First, Mm -hmm. second grade, I get the desire and and kids just love junk food, right? The Cheetos, the fruit roll-ups, the donuts. And the thing Mm -hmm. that I identify so much with your story is that you lived in a healthy home, right? Healthy foods, all that. But when you went went to your friend's house, I mean, hi, they have soda pop and they have all the good stuff, right? I mean, you're going to consume it and get that high. But what was mm-hmm. your earliest memory where you knew that maybe you were a bit more ambitious food-wise than your peers?
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, I always remember just being a little bit bigger, just in general, like height and just size and weight. And I do remember when I was it's got to be like first or second grade I'm thinking back, when we would be out on the playground and there was like peanut butter and jelly time, you know, snack time. And everyone would come and they would get their one peanut butter and jelly and then they play. And I would get my one and then I would circle back around and I would come back and get another one and potentially another one. And I just really enjoyed it. And sometimes I noticed that everyone else was, you know, playing tag or running around or going down the slide or monkey bars. And I preferred to have some more food. And, uh, you know, it was kind of, that was when I realized like, I mean, when I'm looking back from now, you know, back then I didn't think it was an issue, but I just noticed that, like, wow, this really tastes good. And my parents didn't really feed me peanut butter and jelly sandwiches; it was more like turkey sandwich. Um,
2: well, and, I mean, I, know, I mean, I get tasty. it. I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. In fact, you're making me hungry. I would go for a peanut right. butter and jelly right now. Sign me up. Delicious. But. So, so, you know, and again, I I identify with you because I used to love ice cream and I was not the thinnest kid either. Right. And, you know, had to kind of work that out over the years. But, um, but, but now when you got to middle school, you know, that's where, you know, you kind of had that moment where you kind of sulked a little bit. You kind of felt that peer pressure go up and you started to fight back. And, and how did you get through that time? Because already junior high is an awkward stage, let alone being picked on for your size.
4: Right. And, you know, I did find that I was always getting into physical altercations uh, based on, you know, people would tease and make fun. And, and sometimes they would want to, you know, pick an actual fight because I was just a bigger kid. And I was always in the principal's office and I was always, you know, defending myself and fighting back and I think that that's something that it was because I was kind of building like this exterior I thought you know I'm big and people won't mess with me but it was actually the opposite because I was big and because of that I was a a big target literally and figuratively for you know kids to pick on me and at some point I remember I just you know, I had had enough, and I realized that like I'm bigger than the kids who are picking on me, so I probably can fight back physically. And uh, you know, it's not a great it's not a great thing to get in so many fights when you're when you're growing up. I don't think
2: so. Around that age, 12, 13, How 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 much did you weigh then? Just so our audience has some scope of that.
4: Yeah. So when I was thirteen, is actually when I started as a freshman in high school. Um, and I was five foot nine, 290 pounds. So and I everybody pretty- just kind
2: of really picture that. I mean, that is, you, you know, that's, you know, five nine is tall for that age group, but 290 mm-hmm. is a lot of weight. Now, it's interesting yeah. there was this twist in your life where your parents were going to have you go to a private school. And as mm-hmm. you were waiting to take your entrance, entrance exam to even get into the school, uh, a football coach saw you. Can you share
4: with us about that? Yeah. So I was waiting actually to go into those little classrooms, take the test to, you know, get placed or or find out if I'm able to even go to that school. And a football coach saw me sitting there and they approached me and, you know, they basically said, do you go to this school? I said, not yet. And they said, okay, you're going to come here. And I told them I had to take the test. And they said, you know, take it, but don't worry about that. Uh, We want you to play football you're how old? 13? You're 290 pounds? Oh, this is great. Um, you're going to be an all-star, all-American. You know, they they really hyped me up, and they basically made me think, like, oh, my size is actually now a good thing, and it is actually going to be beneficial to me and, and for my future, which I never really, you know, I never had that idea before.
2: Well, and that's where the twist is, right? Because now mm-hmm. you're, it's cool that you're large, right? Or it's applauded that you're, you know, overweight and exactly. and the thing is is i'm trying to like picture little jordan 13 year old jordan because mm-hmm. you didn't even know how to play football i mean you were like tackling no. the kicker you were doing <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I had no idea
4: what the rules were you know they just basically told me like oh have you watched football before i had seen a few games on tv and they said all right here's what you know here's your uniform come to practice and the first game i remember i i hit the kicker <laughs> I think I hit the center when his head was down where you're not supposed to, and I just didn't know. And I felt so bad, you know, and the, the referee pulled me to the side and he said, like, like, son, do you even know what you're doing? Like, do you know the rules? And I told him, no. And nobody went over that with me. They just got me out there. So that was the conversation we had after. But, but you know, the coaches basically told me, just get bigger and stronger and faster. And just, you know, when you're out there on the field, just, like, crash into people, tackle people, you know, make make a pile of, of people, and don't let people get past you. And that was pretty much, you know, they said, your size is perfect for this, and it's going to be beneficial.
2: Wow. And, yeah. you, you know, you have to imagine, I mean, here you are 290. I mean, how big can that 5'9 frame hold, right? So, I right. want you, Jordan, to stay with us. We're going to come back to tell more of your story, because... That was one twist but there's many other leaps and jumps that jordan took in his journey to lose weight but understand why he was eating and we've all been there right i'm gonna raise my hand because some people eat for comfort that's me other people eat because they're tired and they don't want to get grumpy that you know uh that moment where you just need it for nourishment so think about in your life what you've gone through. How has that helped to evolve you to who you're becoming today? We'll be coming right back with Jordan Graham. I'm Nancy Soleri. This is the Living Full Out Show. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
1: You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Solari.
5: There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. There are sounds that wake you up. Sounds that make you smile. Sounds that energize you. And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts brought to you by fema and the ad council
2: hello my name is jeffrey but people in this town call me
0: maniac they call me that because i'm the fastest runner in town but just because everyone knows who i am doesn't mean i belong i don't really belong anywhere you see i'm an orphan and i wander the streets just
2: looking for a place that i can truly call home my name is maniac mcgee and i'm all alone explore new worlds read my story in the novel maniac mcgee by jerry spinelli For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress
0: and the Ad Council
1: for the bare necessities. The bare necessities
0: of healthy living are easier than you think. You better believe it. And the food pyramid shows you the way. With just the right amount of exercise and the necessary grains, vegetables, fruits, milk,
1: and meats and beans.
3: Just the bare necessities of life. So eat right, be
1: active, (laughs) and have fun.
0: Yeah, man. For
1: your own path to a healthier you, visit
0: mypyramid.gov. This is really living. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Ag Council.
2: Hi, my name is Nancy Soleri, host of the Living Full Out Show. I am excited to let you know that we are now associated with Alexa. If you have Alexa in your house and you didn't know that, go ahead and find Living Full Out because you can hear us anytime you want and we're there for you to keep you motivated. Go to your app store because we're located there as well. Just-
0: lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? Look for the Living Full Out Radio Show. It's important to us that we put out really inspiring programming, but we want to make sure that you have it at your fingertips when you need us most. We never know when those challenges are going to come, when we're going to feel lonely and need that motivation. So just know that when you need us, we're here for you. Check out Alexa, the app stores, or go to livingfullout.com. Here's to you living full out.
0: What if I could tell you that a full-blown wildfire was going to occur tomorrow, right where you live? Tell you exactly which neighborhoods it would engulf and how fast it would do it. The first thing you would do is talk with your loved ones and make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a wildfire will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you make a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait, communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You're listening
1: to Living Full Out with Nancy Solari. As a life coach, Nancy can teach you how to stay strong under pressure and work through challenges you face. Being legally blind, Nancy inspires others to be resilient in overcoming obstacles and live full out. You can ask Nancy for advice in your life on relationships, finance, business, health, and more. Just call in at 800-333-0001. Once again, that's 800-333-0001. Now, here's Nancy.
2: Welcome back to the Living Full Out Show. My name is Nancy Saleri, and today we're talking about evolving into who you're meant to be. And we have brought you an inspirational guest who has done just that. Getting up to 450 pounds at age 21, yet losing it all. Well, not at all, okay, 250 pounds of it. And uh, getting to a really healthy place in this life. But that comes with self-reflection. It comes with hard work. But how did he do that? Well, he's sharing his story with us now, and I'd like to welcome back Jordan Graham to the show.
4: Thank you, Nancy. Thank you so much.
2: You yeah, didn't really always. go from 450 to zero. That would be amazing. No, no. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Got to have a little humor there for in, in these Absolutely. stories that are hard sometimes. Now, Definitely. Jordan, I... I, I, I you know our last segment you talked about how you know here you were finally being applauded at you know 13 years old on the football team get bigger and you did that and you kind of found yourself a little bit on the popular side you know opposite of where you were before you know you were you know in in the zone but then tragedy hit when your mom passed away suddenly. And I, I'm so sorry for that. Cause like my mom is one of my best friends. So I know your parents yeah. were divorced and to lose any parent is it's devastating. And That's what scary. happened to that Jordan, when she passed away, your life spiraled, but in what way?
4: So, you know, I really just, it hit me out of nowhere. It was, uh, Ran, you know, she wasn't sick. There was no like warning signs or anything, and and I didn't believe it at first. But you know, it it happened, and it really just made me give up on life. I got so depressed, and I just felt like I was alone, and I just had so much grief and so much pain, you know, from that loss, and especially at such an early age. I was fourteen when that happened, and I you know, I remember I didn't go to school for like two or three weeks. I quit the football team because I just had no motivation to, to play or to get better or to do anything. And I really began to self medicate with food and, and drugs and alcohol actually because I wanted to numb those those painful feelings. And it was just so overwhelming. Um I I was just really thrown into a very negative downward spiral from that situation.
2: Well, and I know this cycle of giving up—it went on mm-hmm. from like 14 to 21, and, and I and I get it. I mean, you didn't want to do your SATs, you didn't want to, you didn't even see a future. You thought, "Why even live?" And mm-hmm. it, it, during that time, that's when you got up to the 450, right? So that's why at 21, you're now weighing that size.
4: Right, right, yeah. and and so I just continued that that spiral where I didn't care about my future, and you know if I would go into a doctor, which I tried to avoid because when you're you know at that uh, unhealthy state, anytime you go into the doctor, they're going to give you an earful about how you know you're not going to make it. You're, you're lucky you don't have diabetes. You're going to lose a foot. You're going to have a heart attack. All these different things to scare you, and they would tell me that, and I just didn't care. You know, they would just. They would flat out say, if you continue on this road, you're not going to make it till 30 years old. Like, you will not see your 30th birthday. And at that time, I was just like, okay, then so be it. That's, I was okay with that.
2: Well, and this is, again, where your story takes another twist, right? Because <laughs> anybody anybody could fall into that trap, into that place of, you know, depression, right? And, and hopelessness. Right. And You were being reckless. You were going out with friends. You were doing everything a 21-year-old would do who's self-medicating, but tell us about the airbag. Tell us about how that unfolded, and everybody will understand what I mean here in a second.
4: Yeah, so on March 30th, 2008, I was in a head-on car collision where I got hit by a drunk driver. I was on my way home after actually doing some reckless driving where nothing happened to me during that but when I was heading home uh, someone hit me head on and the thing that was interesting about that night and the timing was that that night about three hours before I got hit my friend had reconnected and reset the airbag of my car in the in the steering wheel and basically it was disconnected for about a week leading up to that because I had modified the car and one of the guys who did the installation didn't properly replace the airbag so when i was leaving my friend's house i was going to sell the car the next day he told me that oh your airbag lights on and i can fix it and he did so i had no idea how to do it myself and i didn't i honestly i didn't even think about the safety aspect of an airbag i just thought you know i told them that the car is in perfect shape like it shouldn't have an airbag light and so he fixed it and when i got hit head on the airbag came out and saved me from, you know, flying through or into the windshield, which I think, you know, with the way that my car was totaled and the impact, I don't think I would have walked out of there, you
2: know, know, looking
4: for that airbag.
2: We have to wonder if that was your mama's doing right. Looking out for her son saying, this is not your time. And if I have to put this airbag back together, you will live. You know, you just never know. You never know why things like that happen now. That's devastating once again. And here you are, you know, banged and bruised and and injured, seriously injured. Right. But when you got to the hospital, when they needed to do an MRI, what did they tell you?
4: Well, yeah. So, I, you know, first it took five of the firefighter paramedics to lift the stretcher into the ambulance. And the whole time they were doing it, they were you know, making some really negative comments about my weight. And I was awake. I was fully conscious. I was talking to them. And it was really humiliating, uh, you know, because I was in a place where I needed their help. And they were just, you know, saying some really terrible things. But then when I got to the hospital, they basically looked at me on the on the stretcher and they said, you know, based on your size and your weight, we might have to bring you to a special MRI, the one that we use for zoo animals, which... I don't know if that's even a thing, but they put humans in the same machine as zoo animals, but they said that to me, and it's just like, you know, there I was already. I had a separated shoulder and a broken wrist, and I was banged up from this crash, and they told me that. And, you know, based on the timing with the airbag, and I really do feel like there was someone looking out for me, I realized, like, I have to make some changes. You know, I, I'm not a zoo animal. I'm a human being, and I have to... my life around to to where that's not a concern anymore, where I won't fit in an MRI or, you know, that I was slowly killing myself, I realized that, you know, I could have easily not made it through that night and I had to do something and turn it around.
2: Well, and you, Jordan, had every reason. I mean, no one would blame you if you left that hospital and took a couple months to eat Cheetos and watch judge Judy and just relax because you were in your arm was in a sling and you know, you, you were in recovery mode, but you Mm. didn't do that. And this is what I think is so important. really want everyone to get this right because this was a defining moment. You were evolving into who you were in to be. You were sick and tired of being sick and tired, sick and tired of being overweight, sick and tired of being made fun of. What did you do about it? Where do you start?
4: Yeah, I I really didn't know where to start, but I knew I had to move, and so I decided that the next day when I woke up after, you know, when I got home from the hospital, I went to bed, and I woke up, and I took my little dog, Blackberry, and I decided that I'm going to walk from my house down to the main street that my street connected to and back, and I lived on a hill, and it was half a mile to get to the bottom, and then I had to get home, so it was a full mile to get down and back exactly one mile from my house to the, you know, the main road. Um, and I decided I'm just going to do it, even though I'd never walked all that way before. And I was in so much pain already just from the accident, but I took my little dog and we, you know, we headed out and it took an hour. So I was effectively going one mile per hour, which if you go on a treadmill and you put it 1.0, you're going to get very frustrated. It's very slow. Um, but that was all I could do. And I remember, you know, distinctly when I got back from that one hour, one mile walk, I really felt accomplished. I mean, I was pouring sweat and so out of breath and everything hurt. I mean, even more so than just from the accident. But I was very proud of myself. And I knew that that was like literally the first step to getting my life back under control. And that that walk was something that I just had to commit to doing every single day and if it takes an hour so be it and eventually you know um, I also of course changed my eating and my relationship with food but through the course of that walking I was able to do it twice in an hour and then three times and then four times to where you know then I began you know once I lost some weight I was running it and jogging with my dog and all my neighbors knew me and
2: well, now you're making as me as tired. My wife. <laughs> That's a I lot of working out. Well, I I'm on the street. You know? Yeah. So. Well, I know we're we're coming to the end, but I I just I want to applaud you because where are you weight wise today?
4: Well, so as of now, I weigh about two forty, and uh, I've built back up some muscle, but I went from over four hundred and twenty, probably closer to four hundred and fifty pounds, down to as low as two oh nine. And I then began getting interested in the gym and you know nutrition and building muscle and getting stronger. And I've run a couple half marathons. I've uh, I've done powerlifting, bodybuilding. I actually, so like you... thyroid cancer and beat that. So there's been a lot of a lot of development. You know, so since for... i started.
2: Right. So for everybody listening, they have a shot. They have a chance. You can switch. You can make a change. And Jordan is a perfect example of just that. And Jordan, I want to thank you so much for being on today's show because, you know, I started the show wanting a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now I want to run a marathon. (laughs) Look at that in a half an hour. I love it. I love it. Thank you for being on the show and we wish you all the best.
4: My pleasure, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me. You are amazing and I hope that this can uh, connect with a lot of the listeners who, you know, are on their own struggle. And I always tell people that if I can do it, they can do it too. Whatever the it is, it doesn't need to be losing over two hundred pounds. It just means making that decision and and showing up and taking control of your life, becoming, evolving into who you're meant to be.
2: I love it. Amen, brother. I love it. <laughs> you are awesome. Thank you so much. And. For everybody listening, again, you could be just like Jordan. You could live full out. It's not too late. I want you to think about what is that it? What is that change? And let's do that today. Let's evolve into who you're meant to be. So when we come back or me taking more of your calls, I am Nancy Solari. This is the Living Full Out Show. We'll be back.
5: So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up. Like magic. Humans have cool toys. A
2: person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org so Jacqueline yes mom I wanted to talk to you about something and oh wait hold on I just got a text oh wait mom I just got a message so many comments on my comment hey guys check out my new video game mom what huh what'd you say
5: this weekend unplug getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family to find the forest nearest you go to discovertheforest.org brought to you by the US Forest Service and the Ad Council
3: Thanks for asking, but I'd rather not send you nude pictures. I'm camera shy. I already said no. It's against my religion. I'm giving my dog a bath, you can have pictures of that. Pressure gives me hives. Under my clothes, I'm a robot. Hold on, let me ask my mom. Sorry, my webcam is broken. I'm worried they'll get passed around school. Unfortunately, I just had my clothes surgically attached to my body. If they got out, I might never be president. I'm already naked under my clothes. Not even if you were all three Jonas Brothers. I have a rash. I have nudophobia. I have lizard skin. The more you ask, the less I want to. You're not the boss of me. Nudity makes me vomit. I'm a vampire, so I don't show up in pictures anyways. Your badgering has really killed the mood. When someone is pressuring you to do something you don't want to,
5: how many ways can you say no before they get the message? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. If you own a gun, you have a full time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
0: This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat?
5: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov/the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: When I grow up,
5: I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer.
3: Warm place on a cold day. Be a football I stadium. I want to be a bike that races around the country.
0: I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.
5: Well, I finally did it. My student loan
2: is totally paid off.
3: What? What about our plan to win the lottery and start living? You know, travel the world on matching yachts. Wear enough jewelry to require a bodyguard. Vacation on
5: the French Riviera. And then buy it you know we're never going to win the lottery, right?
1: When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
2: When it comes to evolving into who you're meant to be, remember what makes you happy. Life is meant to be enjoyed, have fun, and so you want to think about what are your passions? What are you good at? You know, and, and what legacy do you want to leave behind? If everything was easy, we'd all be doing it, right? Find your lane, run as fast as you can, and live your life full out.
1: You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Solari. Nancy is here as a guide to show you how to rise above obstacles and savor each moment. If you have a question, call in live at 800-333-0001, that's 800-333-0001, and now, here's Nancy.
2: So happy to have you with us today. I am Nancy Solari, and this is The Living Full Out Show, and today, this topic is really important to me, right? Evolving into who we're meant to be. Just really soak that up, right? Because evolving into who we're meant to be could be anything it could be being a great parent it could be being a good neighbor or friend you know building a business you know and uh, having a hobby that you know you enjoy doing maybe you're a, a rocker and you want to go perform on stage or maybe you have a hobby that you enjoy like doing craft work and giving nice gifts to all your friends you know it's just about enjoying life and cherishing every day and i personally find that that is more and more important as i get older every year i just really want to gobble up all that life has to offer but we figure out who we're meant to be as we go along and you know what you can have multiple versions of yourself over the years you can just keep turning that page of your novel of your life and and keep evolving so don't feel like you have to be one person for the entire life you can change you can morph you can find new interests as you go along. Now, I'm getting word from our producer that we have another caller on the line. We're going to go say hello to them. Hi, welcome to the Living Full Out Show. Hi, this is Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you for calling in. How can we help you today? Um, I just had a quick question uh, regarding, I'm a a voice actor down in uh, Southern California, um, but I do some remote work at home. Um, I was wondering if you could give me advice. When I am at home, I am totally comfortable with my job. Um, I feel like I've, you know, I've got it to a T, but then as soon as I get in there in the booth with a a voice acting director, um, I get really overcome with this stage fright that I can't really explain where it comes from. Because again, I'm totally confident when I'm on my own or when I'm with a group of other voice actors. But as soon as the acting director gets in there, I feel like I'm being judged. I just kind of I blank out and I feel like the anxiety kind of comes through in my, in my voice acting in my voice. Um, so do you have any advice on how to, I don't know, kind of manage that anxiety or? I love that you're asking this question and I get it. I completely get it. Cause when I'm uh, on stage and I'm speaking and presenting, I'm with you, right? All of a sudden we have an and intention and oof, goes out of our brain. Right. But the, the thing is, is you want to remember a couple of things. Number one, somebody heard your demo and said wow she is perfect for this gig somebody chose you and they didn't choose you because you're miss perfect although you might be they chose you because of your talent so when you get into that booth and you sit down you are there and they are paying you for this gig because you have that talent you have to remember that second you know voiceover work kind of like speaking kind of like presenting in front of employees right it's about having that personality and not being a robot not sounding overly polished cuz you got to bring in those butterflies those sweaty palms that those nervous giggles right that's what makes a personality shine and sometimes it calls for the nervous energy and blah blah blah, blah we're talking really fast and sometimes it might even <laughs> call for the you know the nervous the in- intimidation the little bit of pause right it kind of adds that suspense and so
4: yeah a little bit of that
2: extra personality exactly exactly (laughs) so what you want to do is you just want to go into that booth knowing that number one i was chosen because somebody believes in me somebody out of all the other voiceover talent they could have had they chose me and then second you want to believe in yourself you want to say this is my dream this is what i've been shooting for. I get to do it from home. Holy guacamole. How great is that? Right? So be proud of how far you've come in your career. And then you might even want to think about, you know, little routines for yourself going into the booth. You know, when I listen to like a a Justin Timberlake song, my booty is shaking and my head is nodding and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting into my swagger, right? So figure out what is that song that really gets you ready to go. And it might be a different song depending on the role that you're playing in the voiceover, right? You might want a really hyper song or other times you might want a sad song. Maybe it takes you back to a moment that, you know, you were sad. So just most of all, believe in yourself. I, I, I love it, girl. I think you're right in your lane. Just keep running. Okay? All right thank you for calling in. Thanks for the advice, Nancy. You got it. And for everybody listening today, I hope that over the course of this show, through our callers, through our guests, that you've you've kind of got some ideas brewing in your mind of changes that you want to make in your life. Let today be the day that that you that you've always wanted to be steps out there. Might be kind of nervous, might be excited, but you know what? It's just about Doing it. Just like Jordan got out there, walked step by step, and eventually lost his weight. Whatever that it is, whatever you're trying to achieve, it is possible. You just gotta believe in yourself and get started. Our entire Living Full Out family thanks you. Gosh, we have Rich and Eilish and Yaniva and Caleb and so many people that are dedicated to you living your life full out. Make sure to go to all of our social media to get inspired and and also you can listen to our show again by Alexa or go to your app store or go to our website livingfullout.com. But most of all, I believe in you. And here's to you living your life full out.
1: Thank you for listening to the Living Full Out Show with Nancy Solari. To learn more about this program, visit livingfullout.com for the latest episodes. Connect with the Living Full Out community by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you have an inspirational story you want to share, email us at connect at Here's to you, Living Full Out.